She sighed. What use was there in agonising over the past? It was another country. She wasn't sure who'd said that, but it fitted her situation. Although she knew the email off by heart, she read it again anyway. The message was painfully short. There was no clue as to where her daughter was, or if she was ever coming back. She'd thought it would be enough simply to know Joe was alive, but it wasn't. She ached to see her only child again, be with her. After a quick check of the time, she rang Shane. He'd not received an email from their daughter, but he sobbed at the other end of the line when she told him Joe was still alive. Chapter One Two Years Later Normally the six-storey building was deserted when the cleaning team came in, but Beth was surprised to see lights at one end of the top floor, even though it was ten o'clock at night. She waited in the basement car park, only getting out of her car when the two other cleaners arrived, because she always felt nervous if she had to be out alone late at night. One of them greeted her with a friendly grin. Hi, boss. Coming to keep an eye on us, are ya? Beth smiled back. Pam couldn't make it tonight, and all my relief staff are busy. She occasionally filled in when someone called in sick. It kept her in touch with her staff, and she knew they respected her for not being afraid to get her hands dirty. Which floor shall I take? Pam always did the top two. They walked in together, setting more lights blazing. On the sixth floor, Beth checked the large, cluttered room in a small corner suite belonging to the IT company, Aldeb, since this was where she'd seen lights. It had even more computers and pieces of equipment crammed in than the last time she'd been here. The two young owners, Al and Debbie, were hunched over their computers to one side. A guy in a suit was sitting in the corner, drumming his fingers on the desk and looking bored. The woman turned to smile at Beth. Sorry, we've got a glitch in the new programme and we're still trying to sort it out. Can you clean round us? We don't mind a noise and it won't hurt to leave a few metres of floor untouched for one night. No worries. I'm doing the top two floors so I can start on the fifth and come up here last. Just as she was about to tackle their part of the sixth floor, she heard a yell of triumph from the corner and turned to smile at the joyful faces. The woman beckoned to her. We think we've fixed it, but we need to test it out. Would you mind helping us? It'll only take a few minutes. I'm no expert on computers. We don't need your expertise. We need your face. She chuckled at Beth's puzzlement. This program turns older faces back to children's or vice versa, and it can be about 80% accurate, as far as we can work out, unless someone's had plastic surgery, of course. She brandished a camera. If we take a photo of you and turn it into you as a child, you'll know whether it's good likeness, won't you? Yes, of course. Beth had intended to refuse because she was exhausted, but was intrigued by the idea. Oh, okay. But we usually go out to our cars together for security reasons, and the others won't want to hang around after their shift's over. Could one of you walk me out to my car afterwards? The man in the corner spoke. I'll do that. She studied him, tall, and looked a capable sort. Yes, she'd feel safe with him. Thanks. They photographed her and asked her a couple of questions about herself as a child. 
I had blonde hair, a little lighter than now, and I was scrawny. As they fiddled around with the computer, the man sitting by the window continued to watch. He was good-looking in a quiet way, wearing a smart business suit with his tie loosened. The other two were dressed extremely casually, and the younger man had dreadlocks tied in a bunch at the back of his head. Beth was suddenly conscious that it was the end of a long, hard day. What a time to have a photo taken. She must look a real mess. Then she shrugged, as if that mattered. But when she sneaked to look at her reflection in the big glass windows, she realised she looked haggard as well as untidy, and for the first time in ages, that did matter for some reason. Edward watched the woman lean against a cupboard and study the two programmers. She was gaunt, looked weary, and her clothes were crumpled beneath the cleaning company overalls.